0: Welcome
1: to the Share Chair Podcast, where we tell each other stories and learn from us. Rachel, welcome to the Share Chair Podcast.
0: Thank
1: you. I'm glad you're here. Yeah. <laughs> we were actually talking about these uh, the spring sports. So before mm-hmm. we get into other stuff, how how are your legs? Well, first of all, maybe we should like tell listeners you've had problems with your legs, and then it got better or what can you kind of run through that
0: yeah so um it got really bad the summer before senior year my legs started collapsing and um because they used to just kind of buckle every once in a while and they told me when i stopped growing then it would go away and it was just like something that happened while i was growing and then um, i stopped growing my growth plates completely closed off and my legs started collapsing more and more often and so then it was unsafe for me to do any kind of sports or activities and then it got to the point where i couldn't walk because they could collapse on me at any minute um, without any warning and so they decided to move me to crutches and then those weren't helping anymore so i got put into a wheelchair for about a month yeah um in the meantime we moved around the state just visiting different doctors none of them were able to pinpoint a diagnosis so they told me that they could give me their best guesses. So I had probably five or six different doctors all giving me some guesses. We tried an experimental procedure that didn't exactly work. They don't think it made it worse, but it definitely didn't help. And it okay. just came with some weird like side effects. Like now in the knee that I had this procedure done, my kneecap will like randomly fall asleep. Like oh. not like my leg just specifically my knee, like it'll fe- just go numb. Oh my oh. And then it'll come back after a few minutes. So that's just been interesting. And they said that's just a side effect from the experimental procedure. So there's just been weird things like that come up. But physical therapy has been the biggest help so far. Okay. So um, in the beginning, I had to, I was still in my wheelchair when they had me start physical therapy. And I was going like three days a week for quite a while. And then gradually less and less to the point where now I'm completely on a home exercise plan okay. over the course of the last few months since this all started back in like june
1: wow Um, because it it was wild i mean it was like scary sad for me to watch you like oh i could see you from kind of coming in and then there and then there like knee brace crutches wheelchair for an extended period of time um
0: there was a while that because i um signed up to go on the ethiopia mission trip like long time ago, and yeah. I was kind of looking into it, and there was a few months where we didn't know if I would be able to go simply because of the yeah. walking <laughs> portion of it.
1: So, yeah, this was, this is definitely part of kind of your story, of course, is that you were gearing up. All this time, it's like, oh, no, Rachel, like, this needs to get better yeah. now, you know, so you could go to Ethiopia, mm-hmm. which was, well, y- y- you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I think, like, life I don't changing or life affirming or life, yeah. I don't know. Was, so let's talk about Ethiopia. And.
0: Yeah, it was a really eye-opening experience, and I was able to see a whole new different um, culture and way of life that we don't see in the United States.
1: Mm-hmm. And so
0: that was just very um, eye-opening and interesting for me to be able to see.
1: Yeah, so th- let's talk about that. You said you signed up for it. Like a year? How long ago?
0: Um, I, so I've been pushing to go on this particular trip for a while now, like three or four years. And my parents were like, oh, now's not the right time, but we'll keep like waiting and waiting. And so this year, or I guess technically last year, they were like, yeah, you can um, go on it your senior year. And so I was getting very excited and thinking about it because I know they go the same time every year. So I've yeah. been kind of like I've known about this for a while and been preparing or trying to prepare for it. So then, when the question was, "Well, will I be able to go?" that kind of yeah. was hard. Was hard, yeah. yeah.
1: And so, how did you how did you um, keep faith that you were going to do it, or didn't you keep faith? Yeah. I
0: mean, or, yeah. It just made me realize that okay, physical therapy is really important. I need to do what they tell me to do because they seemed confident the whole time that I would be able to go. They said, as long as you do these few things like keep coming in clinic and keep icing and keep doing all these different things and rest then there shouldn't be a problem and you should still be able to go so I mean they told me that when I go I'll still need to like take a few precautionary measures like bringing a bunch of athletic tape in my braces just in case bringing meds like for the pain that kind of stuff Yeah. but um, they seemed confident that it wouldn't stop me from going so their support really helped and were there any issues when you went? No, I didn't even have to use the tape, which was amazing because it got to the point where I was wearing the tape for probably six, five, probably like five months. Every day I had the um, athletic tape on both legs, which gets very annoying after a while. And so I was concerned that I'd have to wear it there. And I, I, yeah, it was incredible. So I didn't have any, any issues.
1: So I feel like in order to talk about your experience in in Ethiopia we really actually have to go back mm-hmm. and so like this all your even curiosity or even knowledge and awareness that Ethiopia like a traveling to Ethiopia was an option came from church is that right yeah. so yeah what what where do you go what system was this under and
0: yeah so I'm a part of all Shores Wesleyan Church in Spring Lake and um, so I've grown up there since I was like six months old and so Since I've grown up there, I started helping out at all these different events that they had, and there's a Heart for the World auction, and they needed some volunteers. So me and my sisters were like, oh, yeah, we can help out at that with some friends. So um, this was probably like five years ago, so this was a while back. You are
1: maybe in seventh or eighth grade or some middle school. Yes, when I was
0: in middle school, we were helping out at this, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Like all the proceeds from this auction go to help um, some kids in Ethiopia. So I was like, oh, that seems like super cool. So it kind of caught my interest. And then each year the auction would come around again and I would help out again just because I was like, oh, that's a cool cause. I'm glad like we're helping out there. And then as I got older, I realized that we're actually partners with a local Ethiopian um, care point through Children's Hope Chest is the organization. Okay.
1: So, like, so so I totally understand and hear you and, and get that... You're not trying to go in, swoop in, do a thing, and Mm -hmm. leave. So then what were you doing then if you're not swooping in, doing a thing, and leaving? Yes. I mean, I I kind of even understand you're trying to encourage the locals to do it themselves, but how do you, like literally, how are Mm -hmm. you doing that?
0: Yeah, so um, we, we got there, and since it's a mission trip, our... Like, we, it was faith-focused, mm-hmm. so we got to do a VBS with the kids at the care point. There's 160 kids that go to this care point, and those kids are chosen by the government. So the government looks at the community, and they'll go, like, town by town or village by village, and they'll kind of, like, rank the families from like most wealthy, I guess, to the lowest poverty levels. Okay. And then they'll take one kid from each family from the lowest poverty levels, and those kids are the ones at the care point. Wow. So the kids that we worked with are the ones who are who are struggling the most.
1: But then their siblings might not be able to go. Well, Is all that, the family, yeah, okay. so
0: one kid gets to go, so one kid does get more benefits because the care point can't support as many people, but this way they're supporting 160 families. Yes, sure. Because the the whole family will benefit from the kid going there, because the kid will be able to get food and medical care and um, education. Like there's so many different things that this provides because the kids at the care point are sponsored by Americans. Gotcha. So I sponsor a young girl there, Duratu, and um, because I sponsor her, she's able to get medicine that she needs. And when I was there, I found out that she had a few health problems, and she was currently getting medications from the care point, And that's how she was surviving, because they don't have, like, they have a hospital, but that's not readily accessible to everybody, yeah. especially in the lowest poverty levels. And then for schooling, you have to pay for schooling there. So if you don't have the money, you don't go, and that's just how it is. So because I sponsor her, she's able to go to school now, and so we were just able to see how big of a an impact the sponsorship makes on these kids. And did you get to meet her? I'm sure. Yes. Oh, that's so so awesome. I got to meet her, and. Um, I write letters with her back and forth, but you're told not to write in the letters that you're going to go visit because it takes so long for the letters to get oh, there yeah. and if things change. And there's just yeah. so many different yeah. things because they don't want us getting their hopes up if we can't make it and then all that kind so of stuff. So she didn't know that you were So gone. she had no idea wow. I was coming and so when I got there, I met with the social worker at the mm-hmm. care point and she brought her over to me and uh-huh. so that was just incredible. Oh my gosh. And how well, do, go, yeah, go, how did go, that go? go? Yeah, go ahead. Um, Well, she started crying, I started crying, just, it was, it was really cool, um, and their culture is very, like, hands-on, I guess, like, everybody is hugging, holding hands, Mm -hmm. like, it doesn't matter who you are, and so she was hugging me for so long, she just was right at my side. Um, so that was really cool. That's awesome. Did she like really cool. know right away who you were? I'm yeah. Sure. So we're able to send pictures back okay. and forth. Awesome. So she's seen pictures of me, and my dad went on the trip as well. So she knew who he was. Oh, um, so, so, awesome. so it was really cool. And then I recognized her from the pictures that I received from the care point. That's so awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah awesome. I was gonna say. I mean, yeah. so language. So wait, yes. what? How did? I mean, also, how was that with? I'm, I'm thinking all kinds of things. I'm thinking of you and. Say our name one more time. Duratu. Duratu. So you and Duratu, but then also like like you and a whole group of kids. I mean, yeah. the tra- speaking through translators that was that was new experience for you, I'm guessing. Yeah.
0: So there were um, eight of us on our team, and there were eight staff who also worked as translators there. So they just kind of like would take turns following us around. That way, we always had a staff member with us, or at least most of the time had a staff member with us who could translate between us and the kids. But there was a couple of issues because the kids, not all of them spoke the same language even. Mm. So even though we can't understand what they're saying, they had to have two separate translators up with us as well. So it'd be an English and then Amharic and then either Oromo or a tribal dialect or some third language yeah. because the kids spoke different languages at home too and they didn't understand everything. So everything we did took like three times longer. So we just had to keep that in mind anytime we did anything.
1: Just Duratu, um, how long have you been sponsoring her?
0: About a year.
1: About a year. So okay, okay. Mm -hmm.
0: So did you were you sponsoring her before you knew you were going on the trip? That more of solidified it for me because I wanted to go beforehand, and then the opportunity came where we had one kid left who needed a sponsor, and so I was like, oh, I'm that's I'm taking like that's. I can
1: do that. Yeah, Yeah, I can I can do that.
0: Um, so that just worked out like perfectly. And then, um, the trip was a year later. So I was like, this is just perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So, so by sponsoring her, you kind of talked about it, but what exactly yeah. do you do? So there's a financial standpoint where every month we send money through to the care point and mm-hmm. they can figure that out. So that goes towards like the medications, the education, the food, water, mm-hmm. just a variety of basic things that we all take for granted but then it also comes with letter writing yeah so we write letters back and forth which is super fun it takes about five months of oh, transition wow. time so from the time i write it and the time it gets there is five months and then because we date all of them so i can you can see the dates on them and then by the time i get one back it'll be five months later mm-hmm. oh, wow. so we don't have a ton of letters yeah. just because it takes so long but mm-hmm. um that's been a super yeah super fun thing and then, and then pictures back and forth How do the letters work if they speak a different... Does she... Translators. So we have to send it to, um, like, when we send it through Children's Hope Chest, it goes to a central location. Somebody will read what I wrote. They'll handwrite it in her language, language, which she speaks in tribal dialects. Oh, okay. So she doesn't even speak the, like, Amharic, which is the main language there. So they have specific translators that know this, so they will translate it into her language. And then when she writes one back... Same thing. So I can see her writing, but then... Oh, so you get the visual yep. letter, but then you also get... I also get the... Uh, translation. Translation, yes.
1: After having gone now, you were there for what? Say, seven, seven, eight days? days seven yep. days. a week. After having been there for seven days, do you think you'll be called back to Ethiopia yeah. again?
0: Yeah, I would love to go back again and just see how much progress is made. Mm-hmm. Um, someone I who The guy who led our trip actually went on the first trip there as well. And so he said even now, which has just been a few years since the sponsorship and partnership started, you can already see how big of a difference it's made in these kids' lives and how much healthier they look because they're not starving anymore. Now they can actually eat. Um, even if it's not as often as Americans or whatever eat, they're still getting nutrients and you can tell that they look healthy. Um that just their confidence has grown a lot Mm -hmm. and so that's just been really incredible to kind of see over time so I'd love to go back again in a few years and just see how much that's changed and to see Duratu again yeah
1: yeah do do you will you keep in touch do you have that is that line is that communication line remain open or does it is it only open if you continue the sponsorship is that how or will you continue the sponsorship I yeah
0: mean? i'm planning on so she's 11 right now okay i'm planning on can you're able to be sponsored until you're 18 and okay. then if you go on to college after that you can keep getting sponsored okay so my i would like to sponsor her throughout as often like as long as i can i'd like to stick with her amazing um, so that's yeah, cool. But then, if technology. that sponsorship like does end, are you still able to contact her, or does that not? Or I you're guess not sure. I guess that would depend more on technology yeah. how that uh, advances then too, because phones are not very no. common. Yeah. No. There you see very few of those. But like, so would you still be able to write letters to write to her? letters? it would or would probably it be more not they probably yeah. that that whole chest probably yeah.
1: the care point they probably yeah. say well the one yeah. and the other go that's that's, what that's, I was that's thinking. the thinking. Yeah. so it would
0: depend on if she had if she was able to have access to like a computer or a phone or something okay. so we could email yeah. or text somehow yeah
1: so that that's reason to keep your yeah. sponsorship yeah. going and even if that means i mean you know i'm yeah. sure i'm sure people would be willing to help you in that too, mm-hmm. um, you know, parents and friends, yeah, and friends, my parents par- have been. friends, parents, and yeah. on and on. Would probably my be parents have really been
0: a very big help with the financial side of it. Yeah. Good, <laughs>
1: good, yeah, but you can, yeah. Uh, that's good. You can thank them for that and then maybe mm-hmm. grow into more of your independence yeah. on yeah. that as you get older, too. If, mm-hmm. if in fact, you know, you go the next seven years, I mean, yeah. maybe there is a time where you take more and more of that over, which would be also be cool. So, yeah, I, uh, I'm wondering how it was to say goodbye to Dorotu. That was
0: very, very hard. Um, So we had our translator over with us, and she actually pulled me aside because, like, I don't know what days all the kids come on what days, but because she knew she pulled me aside and said that, like, um, it was her last day. And so we were talking a little bit, and she said that although she would love for me to come back if I can, she wants to see me as often as she can. That was super sweet. She said she's... Even if I can't, she's forever grateful that I came. So it was just, like, heartbreaking because I know that um, with me coming back to our little, like, safety net town where everything is kind of figured out for us and we don't wonder where our next meal is coming from, that I don't know when she, like, I mean, when the care point gives her her next meal, that will be her next meal because she doesn't get it at home. She doesn't, like, there's all these different things. So it was heartbreaking, but also gave me some hope because of how grateful she was and just, the joy throughout all of the kids is incredible. Like they'll find joy in the smallest things and it's truly, truly incredible just to see. Rachel, if you had one piece of advice to give to anyone, what would it be? Yeah, um, I would say if you have the opportunity to go on a mission trip or go experience another culture that you totally should because of how eye-opening and just perspective shifting it is, and then just to find joy in the little things because there's a lot that we have to be grateful for. Yeah.
1: Thanks, Rachel.
0: That's it for this week's episode of the Share Chair Podcast. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or on our website, thesharechairpodcast.com, for updates.